Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. What a start. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Really exciting episode today. The Super Nintendo score to Mega Man 7. This is one of my all-time favorites. We love this score. Yeah, this is oh, classic. God. Yeah, we're a huge fan. Will, would you say that uh, the score is maybe a little underrated in the series? I think so. I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of Mega Man 7 because it's sort of interesting. Uh, Mega Man 1 through 6 came out on the NES, and then towards Mm -hmm. the end of the NES Mega Man games, Mega Man X came out on the Super Nintendo, and that, that was definitely going gets to a lot of, more buzz. Than, yeah, that than was going to start does. like a new Mega Man series, and then eventually they did make Mega Man Seven, um, the proper continuation of the Mega Man series. Uh, and this is the one that I don't know. I really I grew up playing this game a lot, so I really love Mega Man Seven, and I think the music is some of the best in the series. To me, it kind of takes what was great about the NES Mega Man games and brings it into sort of the next generation, where I feel like the Mega yeah. Man X series uh, has a little bit more stylistic consistency, but it brings it into a more specific direction, where what I love about Mega Man 7, it's it's not just rocking. It's kind of catchy and quirky and fun, and that's how the the NES Mega Man games feel to me. So I like. Well, there's one thing I love 7. about Seven, and I don't know if you agree. I feel like Seven is a perfect bridge between the style and the sound of X and the style and the sound of Rockman and Forte, which we would eventually get mm. on the system in a couple years from that's this game. That's a good point, yeah. Because it has a little bit more emphasis on synth leads and maybe slightly more of a, at times, chilled out approach. Right, um, but it's just not, not straight up rock. Like, it's not quite as jazz fusion-y as Rockman and Forte. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, I, I think it's a great, I like that, I know some people are critical of the gameplay of it. They don't like how large... Um, the sprite of Mega Man is on the screen and they don't like some of the gameplay things. To me, I enjoy Mega Man 7 and uh, Rockman and Forte or Mega Man and Base, if you call it that. I enjoy both of those more than the Mega Man X games, just personally, and I happen to like the music more. Um, but yeah. I know there's probably some nostalgia wrapped in that, but I legitimately, I think Mega Man 7 is one of the best Mega Man soundtracks. This music is outstanding. I might it's put so this good. after Mega Man 2 for being my, my next that's favorite. That's really, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's really impressive. Yeah. It was just long overdue. It's a score that we've loved for years. Before we started the podcast, we had a lot of nostalgic memories of playing 7, probably mostly on the SNES emulators. At least for me, that was when I first played this game. Um, Just really, really cool soundtrack. So this is a pretty crazy project. It was a group of 10 composers that came together to work on this game. Um, I think the music we're playing today was mostly done by three of them. However, I'm going to read the whole list of all the people that worked on the music of Mega Man 7. We have Tatsuya Nishimura, Yuko Takehara, Toshihiko Horiyama, Makoto Tomozawa, Hiroshi Shimada, Noriko Ando, Atsushi Mori, Nariyuki Nobuyama, and Ippo Yamada. I did not know that. This is really cool. Ippo Yamada is kind of known for the the much later uh, Mega Man games. So so that's really cool that that he was also involved in this. Um, let's get into the music. We got some great stuff. What you guys heard playing in was that really blood pumping title screen 
really a fun way to start the episode off. Why don't we do this? Because it's so short, we're, we're going to move on to the opening part one, but why don't we play that title screen again going right into the opening? Does that work for you, Will? That sounds great. Enjoy the title screen followed by opening part one. This is really nice. You guys are listening to the opening part one. We heard the title screen again before that. And emotionally, this does actually remind me of the Mega Man 9 opening. I think there's a similar emotion to it. You know what's so cool is this was the first credited game that Ippo Yamada worked on. Apparently, he was uncredited as a sound designer on X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, Mega Man X2, and Demon's Crest, which came out the year before this game. So his first credited game, um, this particular track, I believe, uh, is officially credited as uh, Takahara, Horiyama, and Tomozawa. Uh, This is opening part one. I love this. I feel like the spirit of this track... Um, gets me in the mindset that I was the first time I played Mega Man 2 and he, you hear Manami Matsumai's theme from the ending of Mega Man 1 and that opening cutscene yeah. as it you know, scales up the uh, side of that building and you see Mega Man. The function of this opening is to sort of show how, you know, me- everything's at peace after Mega Man had defeated Dr. Wily and it's kind of like the calm before the storm. So right. this part of the opening is kind of everything is fine and things aren't um, in chaos yet. And then the second part uh, starts to show, I think the return of Dr. Wily and everything, but yeah, we're not playing that second part today. Yeah. Um, I love this melody and I love this sort of chord progression. It's so plaintive and sweet and it's kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it reminds me almost of something that you might get as like a village theme in a JRPG. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily scream Mega Man at first, but it does make a lot of sense when you think about the context and, and the fact that this is opening the story. Uh, we're not playing the part two. And also I did want to mention there's a handful of tracks that we're not playing. We had we have time to play most of the 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 non-jingle pieces of music in the score. So I think there's only maybe two or three that we're not able to include. Something that's kind of interesting, though, uh, the, the melody to this one, I feel like if you sped the tempo up and maybe change the chords, it it could mm-hmm. really sound like a Mega Man melody. The yeah. syncopations of it and the way it lands. That's very true. Like it has very that poppy. kind of sound. Yeah, it's very catchy, even though it's this sort of slow ballad. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it gets into stylistically some of the genres that maybe influenced the old Mega Man music. Like, for sure. Almost like 80s pop rock. 
you know, and this is well, more let's of a move on to an absolute banger. This is the opening stage. Uh, it's called Ruined Highway, a very memorable start to the game and a very memorable piece of music. This one is actually credited to Makoto Tomozawa. Let's take a listen to Ruined Highway. absolute classic Mega Man theme. This is Ruined Highway from Mega Man 7, credited to Tomozawa. Yeah, it's up there with some of the best melodies and just exciting themes in the whole series. It it really has the melodic style of classic Mega Man music. You know, it's things that, that kind of were started in Mega Man 2 with how the melody works along with the groove and uh, and just kind of that rock sound. What's cool about it is that we're not getting rock instruments necessarily here. We're getting more of kind of like, I guess, synth rock maybe. Mm-hmm. But it works so well. But I think that's what's so perfect about it because that's what the old Mega Man sound is. I mean, it's yeah. NES chip sounds. So it's like, I-, I like the idea of keeping it as sort of a synth rock style because mm-hmm. those timbres and those sounds, those electronic sounds are part of what makes the old Mega Man music cool. Um, and that's the thing that I feel like Mega Man X doesn't quite get is... Uh, because it's all this like distorted guitar samples, which first of all, I don't think hold up super well. We've discussed before that there's some yeah. intonation issues, but it's almost too literal where it's like, what's cool about this is it's rocking, but the sounds I think spark your imagination. Maybe they're a little still bit charming more. and they're still imaginative. Yeah. I would say that Mega Man seven really holds up uh, production wise. I think it sounds really really good yeah i agree and i i think the composition of a track like this is much more in line with you know the takashi tateshi sound for mega man 2 which i know you and yeah, i are it's more partial to it's important that you remember that classic mega man music was not just rock if it was just rock it wouldn't have actually been that interesting it was actually a lot of different influences coming together and that's what we hear in a track like ruined highway yeah i also love what i love about ruined highway is that um i love a track with a really catchy bass line that that's almost the most <laughs> melodic oh, aspect God, of the so piece good. comes from that yeah, I mean, that's like, Amazing. it's one of my favorite starts to a video game, um, just because it so grabs your attention, and it, I feel like it says something about Mega Man as a character, and the opening parts of this music play over, I guess, a little cutscene exchange between yep. uh, Mega Man and his, I don't know if she says like his girlfriend or assistant <laughs> or whatever as they're driving in this car, and then there's this little point where he puts on a helmet and it's like one of those yellow construction helmets yep. that the uh, bad guys wear. And then it goes like, and then it's like, okay, I like the other one better. And then he puts on his actual <laughs> helmet. And I, I just, I kind of, I find it's it cute. really charming. Um, and so I well, always associate it with that. 
Well, one of the things that I love about this score is uh, the drum writing implementation, and there's yeah. just a lot of fun drum fills. Let's keep that in mind as we start off this track. There's a really cool opening drum fill. This is Bass and Trouble from Mega Man 7. Very cool, slightly mysterious piece of music here. This is Bass and Trouble from Mega Man 7, and most of the music we're playing today is credited to either Takahara Horiyama or Tomozawa. But yeah, a really huge team of people that worked on the audio. It's possible some of those names I read earlier just did sound effects, um, but in any case, a very talented uh, group that came together and really established a, a specific sound, something that I think carries the torch of the composers that worked on the NES and brings it into a new era. I, this is so cool. Yeah, and these two characters, uh, Bass and Treble, are, Bass is kind of like, he's like the, whatever Shadow the Hedgehog is to Sonic, that's what Bass is yeah, to absolutely. Mega Man. He's sort of yeah. like the Knuckles. Uh, he's mm-hmm. like the more edgy punk version of Mega Man. Um, and his how Mega Man has his little dog companion, I forget his name, um, Bass has Treble. Yeah. Uh, and so um, what's cool is the character's name is Bass, B-A-S-S, and the piece of music that accompanies him is, fittingly enough, um, punctuated by this sort of bass ostinato and In fact, the whole approach to this track really reminds me of something that... It reminds me a lot of Sonic 3, actually, uh, the way that Knuckles' theme is, it, it's mostly kind of percussion-based. Um, yeah. And similar to, I think, the bass and Knuckles, functionally in the game, are kind of similar, where they start off seeming more villainous, and eventually in the game and throughout the series, they become... Uh, kind of quasi heroes um in in the kind of sequel to this game i guess uh mega man and bass known as Rockman and forte <laughs> in japan um bass is one of the playable characters you can play the game as either mega man rock well, yeah how or cool bass. is it, how cool is it for this theme to be mostly bass <laughs> i mean it's just very fitting and uh, it just yeah, works so I well. I also really like, there's like an ambivalent quality to that melody, the uh, yeah. da, yeah, da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. It, it, the, the whole thing, it's like there's tones of it that are villainous and there are tones of it that are heroic. It's um, just kind of mysterious. Yeah. It, it doesn't really decide what it what it is, which is perfect for that. Uh, let's move on to a really classic theme. This is the stage select theme, and it uses something that a lot of the tracks in this game use, that really fun, exciting, classic Dorian rocking optimistic sound we're going to get that in this let's take a listen to stage select
short and very sweet. This is the stage select theme. Um, one of the good signs when you go back and listen to uh, Mega Man's score that maybe you haven't dove into in a while is you hear a track and you're like, oh, I forgot this was from Mega Man 7. Like, <laughs> this is so classic. This is one of my favorite stage select themes. Yeah. And it's, oh man, it does a really good job of blending with uh, the style of the actual stage music. Uh, I you know, agree. Like Cloud Man, Burst Man, Junk Man, all of the, the main right. stage all themes. Right, the, the various men and the occasionally robots. women. Uh, in Mega Man 9, I think they have their first Yeah, woman. and that's what I love about this. It, it has it has the same emotion um, that we're going to hear in a lot of the stage themes, but obviously it's a little bit simpler. It's just about that really exciting groove. And, and that vamp uh, with the melody just gets you so pumped and just feeling like you can do anything right i think when i think of a uh mega man stage select theme i think of something that's almost like a a several chord vamp it's very ambiguous and cyclical and something that Mm -hmm. is almost a melodic oftentimes um like yeah da 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 um, and mm-hmm. it's great because it does kind of give you the classic Mega Man vibe. This feels like something that could have been, you know, an NES stage theme. Um, but it's really catchy. And I like that it's not just sort of taking the exact formula from the previous games, that it's a little bit more melodic, I guess, of a stage select theme. But yeah, it does kind of yeah. carry the promise of what you're going to get in the stage themes. But really, most of the stage themes in this game aren't actually super rocking because the gameplay well, that's in what Mega I, Man that's 7 what I love a bit about slower. It. It's not as fast paced and high yeah, energy as Mega Man and X. I'm not surprised why there's some people that might not, not like it because it's very different. And a lot of the stage music is surprisingly optimistic and kind of sunshiny. I think it's really beautiful and I love it. It's a really cool combination let's let's start off with a bunch of stage music now okay this is the first one we're gonna play it's called burst man and what i love about the instrument choice on this score is it's very quirky and eclectic you have the real drums uh i guess you could say like rock drums I love that you have slap bass. It's that classic funky SNES sound and uh, a lot of really great synth leads kind of ringing out over the whole band. So let's take a listen to Burst Man. guys listening to burst man this is such a fun score i'm so happy i love Mega Man 7 having a great time today yeah it's just so many great choices and a lot of nice winks to the past the fact that one of the instruments they use is this 
pulse square kind of NES sounding lead. And hearing that, uh, you know, as a sample on these sample channels is very charming. Um, and so there's a nostalgia to this, um, but there's also this ability to blend the old with the new. The fact that you have the nice samples for drums and that slap bass adds that legitimacy and that kind of funky, exciting energy to it. So that when you have these more synth uh, kind of melody instruments, whether it's the the first one we hear, which is kind of the synth brass, and then later on that pulse one comes in. Right. I don't know. It's just a really great combination. To Very me, fun energy. My favorite thing about Mega Man 7 is just every one of these tracks feels classic to the idiom of video game music. Um, yeah. And what I mean, for this one, it's that you have a really pure and beautiful kind of modal melody. The yeah. A lot of modal Yet, melodies in this so game. there's so much syncopation. There's so much groove to it. And that's what I love about video game music. It's like mm-hmm. a beautiful, well-crafted melody with a really infectious groove energy. Um, and a kind of groove that is honestly more intricate and interesting than anything that we got on the NES Mega Man games because I think there's just there's more channels there's more sophistication to the sound I I, another thing that I love about the Mega Man 7 music is for the most part it all just kicks off with such a bang like there's just it doesn't waste any time like like it just starts right off with the most infectious part of it and it's something it's just like this music just gives me such pure sunshine in my soul. Well, that's a really good point. There's a couple of these stage themes uh, and perhaps some of my favorite of the stage themes that start right away with the main A melody. Mm -hmm. Uh, They really don't waste their time and that's definitely the case with Burst Man. Well, let's keep going. This is so fun. Let's move on to Cloud Man. fun piece of music cheesy to be sure but it feels really good this is cloud man from mega man 7 and it's crazy how classic this score feels classic capcom not not always classic mega man uh this one reminded will of kind of the the 80s ducktales kind of kind of a sound and, and vibe and i definitely hear that it's just really sweet and yeah i mean it's called cloud man but listening to this it feels like there are no clouds in the sky yeah, absolutely. It's it's so Capcom-y. There's something about the particular brand of 80s pop optimism um, <laughs> that... And this is like 1995, and so there's still... But that's what I'm still saying. Have like, it sounds like 80s pop music. It sounds like a Chicago song or something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? For like, sure. It's just so... 
I don't know the the particular Optimistic. chord progression, the the kind of whimsy of the melody, and the nostalgic quality of the overall mood. And I don't just mean nostalgic because it's old now, but I mean like at the time, the emotion of nostalgia in the music, yeah. um, which is something that so much video game music has for for whatever reason. Uh, it it tends to be it's like such a common thread in so many different games. And what I love about a lot of the stage music in Mega Man 7 is that, you know, uh, we talked about how it's a departure maybe for Mega Man, but it isn't, it mm-hmm. isn't. This kind of melody and progression sounds like something that you'd hear at, at for an intro theme or an ending theme for yeah. like an older Mega Man game. Not necessarily for a stage theme, but it still sounds like Mega Man. It's just not necessarily that kind of like rocking energy yeah. but i feel like you get a well-balanced diet with Mega Man 7 because something like burst man gives me sort of everything that i'd want from a Mega Man theme where something like cloud man can take it in a different direction but i think it's also in the spirit of what was always fun about Mega Man that each of the stages has a completely distinct theme that's based around the power and ability of the robot boss and i think Mega Man 7 and the power of the super nintendo is able to maybe realize that in more of a drastic way in much in the same way that like Castlevania 4 can be a more authentically creepy experience than the NES Castlevania games Mega Man 7 is able to in my opinion deliver on the promise of the classic Mega Man formula with a little bit more detail and nuance which but I feel like it doesn't lose anything that's just my opinion but I really love this game I'm right there with you well speaking of you know giving you everything you want there's another track that gives us everything we would ever want and that's this week's track of the week It's Junkman for Mega Man 7. So fun and catchy. Another one of those tracks that hits you right away. No intro needed. Just gets to the good stuff. Um, One of the cool things about the first section we hear is a really surprising meter. It's kind of this bar of six, bar of five. It's like six, five, six, five, and then goes into four, four. And so it's just when you think you're feeling a little bit off kilter, it just, it grooves really hard. It's very catchy and fun. An absolute classic. Let's take a listen to Junkman.
absolute classic. 10 out of 10, hands in the air. This is Junk Man. It's so good. I could talk about this all day. It's yeah. one of my favorite pieces of video game music. The first thing I ever noticed when I heard this, and it's still the thing that I noticed so much, is the drumming. Uh, amazing yeah. virtual SNES drumming here. I love the drum fills. I love that form is longer than you think, and on that second time, we have those hits. Don't get it, don't get it, don't get it. Just a lot of great fills and hits. Uh, really tasteful. Amazing melody, amazing writing. There's enough tension here, right. um, but also moments that, that just feel so good. Yeah, this this track, I think, is just sort of um, an, a masterpiece at kind of taking a pre-existing idiom, which so much of video game music, video games in general, are built on franchises and sequels. And yeah. what I so love about Mega Man 7 is it's the right balance of the reverence for the kind of lineage of the music, yet also taking some chances and risks. And a track like this is as classic with a capital C as it can be, yet <laughs> it's it doesn't fall into the trope of just self-evident formulaic stuff there's a lot of really not at all love that intro really syncopated and cool yet it is this dorian modal rock thing with such a classic sounding melody um but there's a lot of detail under the hood one of my favorite things is love that the way that it sort of takes you through this interesting modulation in a swift way i have an interesting story about this piece um so for VGM con Carlos and Alberto drove up to uh the Twin Cities for VGM con and they got to see our show and you know I work at, at least I used to before COVID-19 as an organist at a mm-hmm. church and um they wanted to come hear me play and I promised that if they came I would throw in some sneaky quotes of video game music but when I do that I have to choose things that I know no one you know in this kind of yeah <laughs> older white <laughs> Lutheran audience is going to recognize so uh, right. I I this is one of the melodies that I um I played in oh, my awesome. organ prelude uh <laughs> <laughs> because it's really pretty, and if you kind of play it, it is out of context without the sort of groove elements. Mm-hmm. It has almost like a religious sound to it because of how modal it is and the way that it moves. Like it, I don't know. I right, just I love yeah. this melody, but I I was fun to see Carlos in the back just kind of laughing and smiling. <laughs> Well, that's an amazing track, and we're going to move on to another absolute killer piece of music. This is Freeze Man. It does a really good job of capturing the iciness of this type of a stage. But again, it's just also so fun and optimistic. Let's take a listen to Freeze Man.
I just have almost an endless love for Mega Man 7 and the music. Uh, this is Freeze Man. What I love about Mega Man 7 is it is by no means a formulaic soundtrack. There are plenty of moments when they're paying their respects to the music that came before, and it definitely holds up in the series. Feels classic, at least to me. However, there's a lot of moments of really surprising, bold choices that I really have to applaud, and this is a, a good example of that. It doesn't always go where you would expect it to go for a Mega Man track or even a piece of video game music. And so, I don't know, I think they do a really good job of making it feel fresh and new and different, but also feeling like classic Mega Man. Something that I don't know was as successful in a score like Mega Man 8, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Um, I, God, there's so much to love about this music. It really brings me a, a good dose of joy me too. Um, which I much just needed like joy. Definitely yeah. much needed joy. I, I love. Uh, we talking about the way that these tracks kind of get right into their catchy material. This is one that I don't know about you, Carl, but I sort of feel that way. Where this one, it's not that it has like this great melody that takes you on a journey. It does have an interesting kind of harmonic trajectory. But my favorite piece is that yum bum 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 bum. That's my favorite part of it. And I, it's like even though that is more of an intro kind of chord vamp. Um, it is the most delightful part of the music and there is that sort of technique I mean even junk man like really the coolest piece of it is that you know it's like even though that's not the main melody it they really deliver on every track of just starting with such strong footing in such a either exciting or catchy um intro and opening which I I I would yeah. venture to say that's a really crucial thing in the Mega Man series is kind of starting with something really catchy and iconic. It's something that Minami Matsumai mm -hmm. definitely established in the first game. And I think Takashi Tateishi took to new heights. And I think whatever yeah. you, your opinions about all the NES Mega Man games, I do think all of them do kind of have this economy of notes condensing less is more approach to short loops and yep. putting the principal material right front and center. I mean, it, it's got to be hooky. I mean, Mega Man series music, it's got to have a hook and uh, it's got to be something that hits you pretty quickly. <laughs> and I think the best scores have that quality. Uh, let's move on to an absolute classic Capcom piece. This one feels like, to me, it could could fit really snugly in the Street Fighter II soundtrack. In any case, it's classic. Let's take a listen to Slash Man. You guys are listening to Slash Man. You guys hear what I'm talking about with that Street Fighter 
vibe here. Um, totally. Just really, really good stuff. Yeah, I just love the groove I mean, hearing of this. classic Capcom <laughs> groovy music on the Super Nintendo, it's hard not to think of uh, Yoko yeah. Shimomura. And this is another one that uses that really nostalgic sounding kind of Pulse NES-esque lead. Um, and it just sounds really good on the uh, on the SNES because, I mean, you can have another channel dedicated to delay and you can pan it. Uh, you know, you're able to control the pitch so you can have really nice vibrato. And so it feels yeah. very classic, but uh, it feels maybe a little smoother than <laughs> the NES would would be capable of. Man, I just feel spoiled playing all these great stage themes back to back. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how it is in the score, so that's it's why we're ordering like, it this way. Honestly, this is score it reminds order. me of our Mega Man 2 episode, you know, when you just mm-hmm. go track after track after track. It's pretty insane. We um, really but have still, we, we have to do a lot of Mega Man spotlight episodes. I don't think we've ever done yeah. a Mega Man 3. We haven't done a we, we've got We need to do a to 3. Do. We absolutely need to do a 3. That is long overdue. We'll we'll do that soon guys, don't worry. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this is Spring Man. Here we go. You guys listening to Springman? Now, this is a really interesting track. I could see uh, someone who's maybe not a fan of this score. This this piece of music might kind of sum up their feelings. It's it's a very different uh, style for a Mega Man stage theme. It's it's surprisingly emotional and uh, just different. Um, it's not one of my favorite stage themes. I do like it. Um, but do you know what I'm trying to get at, Will? It's it's something that... Yeah, I mean, it's so not what you'd expect from uh, Mega Man. That It's not yeah. like sort of classic rocking. It's very mm-hmm. optimistic and sweet. But it also has a character that I love, which is that sort of like classic 80s nostalgia optimism. That it's not... Um, to me, this isn't annoying and kind of plucky. No, it no, has no. like a it's cheesy, slight melancholy. Yeah, but it's it's definitely pretty cheesy, and it's a bit too noty for me. There's nothing in the melody yeah, that's exactly. super memorable. This is probably one of the weaker stage themes for me. But in mm-hmm. general, I actually really like this tone. I like that so many of the stage themes have a little of a bit of a brighter sound because I think it's an overlooked aspect of the first few Mega Man games especially the first one there's a lot of the kind of stuff in that kind of Mixolydian more optimistic side of things that Minami Matsumai did and even if you think of something like um, I think it's what is it the one in Mega Man 2 is it Crash Man yeah Crash Man in like uh, apparently a lot of the tracks that Takashi wrote originally for the game, I think have a bit more of optimism to right. them. Pluckiness. Um, and so I, I kind of well, like getting that sound in this game, even though it's not necessarily what you'd expect. Well, we're going to move on to 
a little bit, I would say, more of a cool track compared to that Spring Man. This is one that feels classic NES Mega Man to me, something out of two or three. Um, but again, does does a good job of also feeling new and fresh, at least for this time, 1995. I really like this track a lot. Let's take a listen to Shade Man. You guys listening to Shade Man. And what I love about the the main theme after this intro section, this really kind of arpeggiated shimmering bell intro section, once it gets into the main melody, that feels like almost like something out of Mega Man 3. It's rocking, it's melodic, it has a little bit of sadness and tension to it, but it also feels good. I mean, that's something that I love about the Mega Man series is harmonically and maybe what the melody does, uh, sometimes it can be pretty emotional and maybe tense feeling but it's it's on top of this boom boom this really feel good and pleasing groove and i think that's a really interesting combination this this is a perfect example of that yeah i also really like that sort of synth line it kind of this track compositionally reminds me of something from the castlevania series if you were to imagine this translated on an nes and feels like a konami track yeah it definitely has a konami-ish quality to it it's really good but it's interesting hearing this presentation it's so far from aesthetically uh those associations that we have but it's another example of it just feels like a classic piece of video game music and it puts the accessible material right front and center as soon as it starts you know it gets you into kind of um what it has to offer which is interesting Mega Man 7 mm-hmm. i'd say in general it has catchier intro vamps than it has kind of like themes and um, tunes. You know, when the yeah. oftentimes when the melody comes in, I mean, there's examples that I love, like Junk Man and Burst Man and Cloud Man and stuff um, that have that sort of catchy theme to it. But for most of these tracks, I feel like it's just that initial burst of energy that's so infectious. Yeah. Well, Will, th- this next track is a great example of that. This is Turbo Man, and this initial section here that you first hear, very catchy, very classic Mega Man-y, but then the theme that it goes into, very quirky. And although it's more minor key and slightly dark, it does have a little bit of that plucky zaniness of something like Crash Man. And so it's a really interesting combination. Let's take a listen to Turbo Man.
quirky AF. This is Turbo Man, and I love the intro section. After that, it kind of sounds like uh, like a little baseball jingle, like dun 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 dun. Like it, it kind of yeah, falls it, apart. To this be one feels a little bit rushed and kind of like exhausted. Um, yeah, I, I suspect they had a this one was intro. written by someone who wrote a lot of the other stage themes and maybe w- was running out of inspiration. Or um, if it was a collaboration, someone wrote that first idea and then whoever they gave it to <laughs> kind of dropped the ball, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, when I think of Turbo Man, I think of that intro. You know, I think of... Which is really catchy. Again, a lot of syncopation. What's funny, the when I hear Turbo Man, I think of the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's the name I mean, of who the doesn't? action figure that Jake Lloyd, his son, really wants, and Arnold's like fighting other parents, like, give me the Turbo Man doll, I want it, I have to get it for my son. What an amazing piece of cinema that is. Ugh. Shot in Minnesota, Delightful. I believe, yeah. parts of it, yeah. At least it takes place in <laughs> Minneapolis. Yeah, I think parts of it were... Film. Probably our greatest achievement. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. So that was the last main normal stage theme we have today. Let's move on to a really interesting piece. This is Remains of the Lab. Here we go. You guys are listening to Remains of the Lab. Now, this is really interesting. The, the approach of this is a little bit more uh, like score, like something you would have in a film. Um, it's it's about the emotion um, and maybe the tense emotion here. Um, I'm, I haven't beaten <laughs> Mega Man 7, so I'm not sure the context of Remains of the Lab, but there's a tense feeling here, uh, maybe a slight sadness, and I think it's really interesting that they're approaching it more like you know, I guess like filmic score. Right. It's also very, it has a little bit of ambiguity with the chromatic stuff. I also think it has sort of so much internal repetition because I imagine Mm -hmm. there's a lot of dialogue happening at this point, which is kind of like a technique you notice for a lot of old video games since it can't really score things beat to beat, just kind of have almost a more static emotion so it can last as long as the dialogue needs to last and then move on. It does a good job with that. Uh, I mean, this is a piece that could loop uh, and does loop very seamlessly. Um, It is one of those pieces that, you're not going to want to listen to it all the time because it could get a little, I mean, it, it, the, the whole idea of it is that it's very repetitive um, kind of, like I said, very tense. There's a, there's a lot of tense feelings in the score, um, but I love the moments um, when you feel that release as well. Well, okay, guys, we're not, we're not going to play Dr. Wiley one or two, uh, which are pretty good. Um, I was really a big fan of three and four. And so I really wanted to include those. Um, So if you're interested, you can check out one and two on your own. Uh, Let's take a listen to Dr. Wiley 3.
so good. You guys are listening to Dr. Wily 3 from Mega Man 7, and definitely the same composer of, of Junk Man kind of feels like the sequel to that track. A lot of similar ideas, similar melodic moments, and drum fills, and chord progressions. Um, so yeah, it kind of feels like maybe a slight subtle callback to, to the Junk Man theme here. But yeah, this is classic Mega Man. I also think this is this game's attempt to have sort of like a Dr. Wily stage one from Mega Man 2. Yeah. Just like an immediately catchy. It's the closest thing to that um, in all of these Wily themes. Uh, There's not really. One and two don't really go for that quite as much. Yeah, this one definitely is the most immediately catchy. I really do like this melody. The ya da 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 da. Ya da 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 da. It's a good one. Another kind of Dorian vamp one with rocking syncopation, which is definitely, you can sort of see these composers are viewing that as the sound of Mega Man, which I would agree. You know, that, I mean, I think of that as the sound of classic VGM, and I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything more classic VGM than the Mega Man series. So <laughs> if that's something that kind of is a signal to be like, this is the sound of Mega Man. I have no problem with that. I'll take it. Well, let's play Dr. Wily 4, which I love. It's it's a very gorgeous melody, and it's that kind of tragic melody with a really catchy and like poppy, you know, beat that reminds me of Mega Man X3 actually, and some of the really beautiful and slightly tragic melodies that that X3 has. Um, and so, yeah, I think it accomplishes a similar thing. Let's take a listen to Dr. Wily 4. love how it gets back into the loop here. There's something so beautiful and powerful about that technique that happens in a lot of Japanese video game music where the melody, um, if you're in, let's say, the key of A minor, the chord is on A minor, um, but the melody is is on the ninth scale degree. Um, and there's something really sad and, and kind of open-ended and, and wondrous about that. Right. And honestly, a little a little tragic. And it's something that I think the X3 score also plays around with. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely. That great. opening stage. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Like, I, you think yeah, about so that. So if you're, if you're holding moment. an A minor, the melody is, is holding a B. Right. And, and, or and even it's just like so beautiful. Cammy's theme we talked about in, uh, from Street yes. Fighter, Super Street Fighter, has that You know, so this is the very last... Last part of, I imagine, the, the Dr. Wily stage leading up to your final battle. Um, and it's interesting how they end things on not necessarily the most rocking tone, but they end things on more of an emotional tone. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, it, and I think the the mixture of that emotional weight 
with kind of an accessible, catchy groove is, I think, the key to understanding so much retro video game music. And I think it's why it's yeah. so much boom, deeper boom, boom, and boom, richer boom, than I think a lot of people might give it credit for. Because if you're only listening to surface elements, you're listening to the sounds, the timbres, and the groove, how catchy something is, you might just sort of dismiss it. But I think... <sighs> video game music that's catchy I think has even more depth than a lot of pop music that's catchy because quite often there's like a there's like a pain mixed in with it it isn't yeah, just one you know, emotion there's, there's multiple that... feelings simultaneously which makes it interesting in why you can loop it so often and why it also works as score well that truly is one of the most important elements of classic video game music is that there's something there whether it's a pain whether it's some sort of jazzy sequence or interesting chromatic melody there's some sort of element there that is a little more difficult right. but it's combined with the most accessible groove you can imagine and so it's a way of kind of preparing you for that and to make it easier to digest and I think that is what is so effective about classic video game music if it was ju- if everything about this track was just easy it would be a little boring but the fact that that melody has that sense of of uh you know heaviness and, and tragic emotion uh is is just so effective well let's move on to wiley's secret weapon Really interesting piece of music. Pretty limber, harmonized writing. Um, really, really impressive how how they're able to make these really fast riffs um, that are a little bit dissonant at times. It, it still works. This is Wiley's secret weapon. Um, this is right before the final battle with Doctor Wiley, which we're going to hear. This is pretty intense. Yeah, I think this is a really cool piece of music. I I, I like some of the um, intervals of these harmonized riffs. There's a lot of yeah. like parallel perfect intervals, fourths and fifths, and it has a kind of sound. like an Eastern Asian quality to it. It reminds me of something that you'd get in even like a Street Fighter um, or something. Like I don't know. There's a quality of it that's interesting. And again, it's like I'm really appreciating the instrument choices here i like that it's more synth rock um i think a track like this does characterize wiley's kind of mad scientist robotic experiments the technology in a way that Mm -hmm. you know distorted guitars and everything wouldn't um have the same level of detail to it and this is an example of a track where i feel like the instrument choice is actually affecting the composition you have all these kind of frenetic lines that you could almost only do in a keyboard synthesizer kind of idiom Um, i mean i guess you could do this with guitars but it would just be so unintuitive where something like this i feel like is playing to um, it's almost like they've established this sound 
for the game that's almost despite the compositional style and now it's like right. that sound is influencing the compositional style which i think is cool this isn't necessarily my favorite piece of music it's not one i just listen to on its own no, but i think it's, it's really cut. effective and especially this late in the game i do think yeah. it's like a really interesting novel approach to sort of a boss confrontation theme well, let's play what I kind of view as like a very classic 16-bit final bo- final boss theme. Um, this one, as you might expect, is going to going to get a little progressive. Um, I enjoy this. This is Final Battle with Doctor Wily. One of the first times in the score that we have the introduction of the electric guitar lead. Um, It's very fitting that saving it up for this final battle, really, there's definitely not a stage theme that that I noticed that really had that. I don't know, maybe I missed it. Um, But yeah, man, thank God for that slap bass sample. That kind of (laughs) glues this whole score together because that that funky, in-your-face driving energy that the bass provides that's another thing about video game music is like really active bass lines that are right uh, aren't as common in most genres of music but it's like the history of video game music every channel kind of has to carry its weight um and carry the so many elements of the groove um and that tradition sort of carried over even when it was no longer necessary there's just so many classic vgm that has really active bass parts you know a piece of music like this is a little cliche i guess i mean that sort Mm -hmm. of half step up half step down chord progression there's not a lot of necessarily ingenuity in a track like this the way that we were praising some of the stage themes but i think it's very effective and does its job and i also really like whenever like villainy in the way it's characterized in video games. There's very specific kind of intervals. Yeah, da, da, yeah, da, that some of these unsettling, chromatic, um, really strident interval leaps in the melody yeah. definitely feel like at home in a video game villain. And I think the most interesting part of this piece of music is that sort of B section where it gets a little bit more. Uh, almost prog rock sounding and almost has like an orchestral film music sound to it as well. Yeah. And the use of the chromatic scale with the electric guitar, very effective. I will say compared to a lot of final battle themes, um, it is something that there's still a fun aspect to this. Like I do enjoy listening to this. He has a little cliche, but uh, it just captures the emotion so well of (laughs) Dr. Wiley and, you know, facing off with him. So I think it's very effective. Guys, it's it's very fitting that we're going to play you out with the staff roll from Mega Man 7. Thank you so much for joining us as we explored the score. Uh, really one of our favorites. There's a there's definitely an um, element of nostalgia to the score for us. 
We never really played it on the Super Nintendo, but we played it on the emulators and have been a fan of the score for years. I would I would argue slightly an underrated score. I understand why it might not be for everyone because um, it's it's very different in some ways from almost any other Mega Man score. Yeah, I think Mega Man as a franchise is one that to me, there aren't that many clear examples of just outstanding excellence. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to something maybe like Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I think the games are more of consistent quality, but in right. terms of the music, what I like, like I like some of the early games. I like Mega Man 7. I love Rockman and Forte. Um, and some of the Mega Man X games are good, but I don't know that I'm not as big a fan. Most of the NES titles don't really do it for me. I, I, I guess it's more just, I feel like there's missed potential and so many of them are kind of formulaic in a way that I don't love. Well, there's also um, something that happens to the series after seven. For me, I, I kind of lost interest, um, whether it's something like Mega Man eight or some of the GBA games, some of the spinoff series, the Mega Man it's X all, series it, goes. It's in a all crazy fine. Um, it's all fine music. It just doesn't necessarily have that really distinct um, essence that that spirit yeah that, that kind of quirky and unique spirit that we really love until you get to something like Mega Man 9 and 10 I think do a wonderful mm-hmm. job of recapturing that very specific visceral feeling of just classic side-scrolling action and wonderful catchy uh, rock fusion tracks. But the cool thing about the Mega Man series is there's enough games and there's enough diversity at this point that there's some score out there that everyone's going to love it. You know, yeah. there's, everyone's going to find one Mega Man score that they're going to love for us. Uh, we're lucky that we have a few. Um, we're going to play you out with the staff roll. Anything you got at the end? Will? I, I don't really have anything to plug, I guess. Just, I hope everybody's staying safe and in good spirits and in good health. Absolutely. Um, look forward to uh, the album that I'm working on downforce uh, with Carlos. That's going to be coming out uh, this summer. So uh, I'll give the date pretty soon of when we're going to be announcing the release for that, but definitely stay tuned to hear more. I think that's it. Thanks for joining us as we explored Mega Man 7. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.